Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And we are here with a bonus episode where we are going to talk all things Rocky. I am joined by two guys tonight who, if I could just unzip myself and step out and be someone else, I'd want to be anybody but these guys, Chuck and Gene. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm good, Dave. I'm good. Uh, it's Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And I'm Gene Zelak, and you can find me at Producer Gene. So tonight we are celebrating Thanksgiving and the release of Creed 2 by talking all things Rocky. Rocky movies, Rocky pop culture impact, probably some Rocky fashion <laughs> but before we get started on that, we are very lucky to have a special guest tonight. Michael Mickey Goldmill is with us this evening. What's up, Mick? I liked you better when you was carrying spit. second. Let me uh, let me look at this this damn phone here. I have to. I got one of those tweets. Some, some freaking bird is tweeting on my phone here. Hold Mickey, on. you're comfortable. You're comfortable with the technology. I'm more comfortable sitting on my couch than talking to you at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> well, I I got, I've got to put a bird in the oven. I know. It's, I'm I, sitting here. I know it's late. I know it's late for you, and it's a and it's a big day tomorrow. So, um, so I, let's get started. We want to get your take on some uh, some things that are going on with Philadelphia sports, if you don't mind. You want to take? I They're want your taking. The Philadelphia Eagles are taking my soul and running it over. Well, let's let's start with the Eagles. They're they're coming off of a Super Bowl and they're really struggling this year. Do, I mean, do you have any advice for them? Do you think that they're not handling their success very well? Advice? They've got no heart. They're laying down. Why don't they get up and fight like they did last year? It was beautiful. They're laying down like some kind of mongrels or something. Uh, we I don't think I don't think you'll get any disagreements on this end. Chuck, Chuck, do you have a Flyers question for Mickey? Uh, I do, I do. Mick, uh, great having you, great having you here. Uh, Mickey, you've lived a long, healthy life. Can you offer any insights as to why the Flyers goaltenders keep getting injured? I mean, maybe do they do they need a new workout regimen? What do you what do you think, Mick? A workout regimen? Does the Flyers even have a goaltender? <laughs> I didn't know seven. that was a position on a <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. Gene, where, where do you want to go? You want to go? You want to go Sixers? Mickey, you deal with head cases in the ring all the time. What do you Who's think Gene? of this? <laughs> what do you think of this Markel Fultz kid? You ever see a boxer get the yips? He's a bum. I'll tell you what. Right now, this Markel Fultz can go. He could go fly a kite or go soak his head someplace. Do you think he's ungrateful? The team has supported him. Uh, all along the way, and now he says he, he wants to get a fresh start somewhere else. Is, is he just ungrateful? He's a bum. <laughs> Mick, what do you think about the Phillies? They, they're really into these uh, analytics. Did you ever use any analytics when you were preparing for a fight? Did you ever use any analytics when you wake up in the morning to brush your teeth? Do you use analytics when you pack your lunch for work? <laughs> what the freak are these analytics? A pitcher's a pitcher. A first baseman's a first baseman. A catcher's a catcher. Leave him the hell alone. 
Mickey, thank you so much for 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 being on the show tonight. We don't we don't want to take up too much of your time. We know you got a, a busy you don't day want to take up any of my time. <laughs> but I'm absolutely you right now. When I'm, you're I'm, hurting <laughs> and you feel like you're going down. Listen to that voice inside your head that says, "Get up, you son of a bitch," because Mickey loves you. We we love you too, Mickey. I gotta tell you. Uh and and can we can we just introduce the man behind the Mickey here? N- Nico Algier. Well welcome to Potadelphia. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tremendous job. I I, th- I, listen, I tried I, to slide in there with my smoothest baritone that I could, but uh, <laughs> you know. listen, I, I can already tell that we're gonna need to have uh Mickey make some return engagements. He would be more than happy to do so I'll on the what. podcast. He he was thrilled. He was thrilled at the invitation. Grateful. But seriously, we're here to talk. We're here to talk about Rocky. And and uh, you know, I think you're one of the biggest Rocky fans that that we may know. Uh thanks, guys. I you know that's that's flattering. I'm sure there's bigger fans out there, but yes, I I am a Rocky connoisseur, aficionado, appreciado. I, I anything anything about Rocky, you got my ear. So go for it. Gene, take us through this. Where where should we start on our Rocky journey tonight? Well, I think maybe we can talk about our own personal relationship with Rocky. And <clears throat> I think I told you this last night. <laughs> the uh the 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 earliest memories I have is of my younger brother before he could even speak English very well. He had memorized all the Russian lines in Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> and he would tell strangers on the street that, hey, I speak Russian. And then he would like just go off, at, at, you know, sp- saying the things that the corner men were saying in, in Rocky Ford to, to people in the mall. Uh, so I, we, I go way back. The other maybe my other earliest memory is my parents had like a party the, when uh, the VHS for rental release of Rocky three came out. It was a big event. My uncle came around. We, we, we made popcorn and we all watched Rocky three. So I, that particular film has always had a special place in my heart. I think I actually saw Rocky III first um, before I saw any of the other films, but I fell so in love with, with Rocky III that my dad went back and we went and watched the, the, you know, the, uh, the other two. The other th- the, my other earliest memory is, I don't know if you guys remember Punch-Out when it was in the, it was in, in the arcade. Oh, yeah. You know, before there was Little Mac, they had the green silhouetted character, and I used to that call was, that was a Green Rocky. Yeah, and I used to call that character Rocky. Would go, you know, and I remember my first trip to Disney World. Uh, you know, everybody else probably would have be excited about meeting Mickey Mouse or or going to you know going to ride Dumbo or something. The the thing I remember most was that was the first time I got to play Rocky in the arcade. Um, <laughs> so you know, I go I go way way back. Uh, I've got tons of, of great, you know, until I was about nine, I used to tell people, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, I want to be heavyweight champion of the world, uh, because <laughs> I believe that short, short kind of Italian guys, that that was, that was something to aspire to be. So that, that's my, my earliest recollections of what Rocky meant to me, uh, you know, notwithstanding the quality of the filmmaking, um, you know, it was like my earliest mythology. So, uh, what, what about you guys? What do you, what were your early Rocky memories? Nico, you're the guest. Jump in here. What do you got? It, well, it was interesting how Gene led in with Rocky IV because that's mine too. And I don't know if that's a generational thing or what, but my first memories of Rocky or understanding of who Rocky was was against the Russian. So it wasn't until I think it was high school that I actually saw Rocky II and then college when I saw Rocky I. <laughs> 
Really? And then I was blown away by I, I was blown away by Rocky One, just from a cinematic standpoint. That you know, I charged up and watched and and did a Rocky marathon, and that's when it all kind of came together. And that's when I understood really who Rocky was. But for the first like ten years of my life, I thought Rocky was the Rocky from Rocky Four. You know, like, it's funny. Rocky had abs, dude. Oh I yeah. That Rocky never had abs. <laughs> you, Rocky know, Four. you know what's funny about that? I think Rocky Four is the most like linear, straightforward plot out of all of them that, that you can get. So it may be the most accessible, the most um, approachable. Yeah. I've had all the Rocky movies on in my house at some point. And the other day when I was watching Rocky four, my kids were like snapped into attention. They were like <laughs> locked in on that film more so than a- any other Rocky films that I've watched in the house. Chuck, what about you? Uh, it does. Rocky four was the first Rocky film I saw, but before remember seeing any of them rocky was just this presence like i i think i often mention of i feel like given our age we just missed the broad street bullies we just missed the you know 80 world series uh champions and i feel like when i was younger i just missed rocky like he's like a real boxer like he's he's part of the you know the the sports um you know, iconography of Philadelphia. And the first Rocky movie I remember seeing is four. And I think my older sister had HBO and like recorded it off the TV, which felt like illegal in 1986 and had that copy. And I think I must have watched that movie two dozen times. And yeah, Rocky four, I think is like the platonic form of a Rocky movie. It, it does <laughs> not, it does not get, well, it certainly gets better than that from like cinematic quality, but man, it's everything you want in a Rocky movie. Yeah, it's a pretty terrible movie. Like, oh, it is in a vacuum. <laughs> it's but James Brown is in the movie. He is a, a really like blazing James Brown. <laughs> I mean, he goes, he's sweating, like going crazy. I he mean, really gives it his all in that. In in, in and, that. And, 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 you know, I didn't know who Rocky was. I didn't know who James Brown was. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Both Rocky and James Brown. I don't know, but I loved him. And Dolph Lundgren. But we'll get, I'm assuming we get onto that later. So how how disappointed were you after you watched Rocky as a child and then you said, oh, let me watch real boxing? <laughs> <laughs> My live studio audience here is... Uh, chuckled at that one guys you, you we woke because up how up. bad do you want real boxing to reflect a rocky movie yeah just straight headshots no blocking headshots. yeah that's Thousands where i want of- life to imitate art can we get that to happen please and i certainly want rounds of- rounds two through eight to be a montage i think that that would be much better too <laughs> yes. and why are these 24 round fights I- i've never seen a fight that long no i only want a 20 minute but i like gene you know, rounds two, three, it's a montage. It has to be a montage. It's just several images of card girls, like, fading in and out. <laughs> um, Gene, where, where do you want to go from here? What do, what do you think? Well, why don't Should we... we talk about... Go ahead. Why don't we talk about... Um... Maybe our favorite, our favorite characters, or or maybe a favorite moment from, I th- I think maybe from the, from one through four, you know, before we get into what I call like uh, the second generation of Rocky. Okay, anyone want to start? Um, oh, wait, favorite moment one through four. 
Yeah, I'll jump in with my favorite moment was from three with the Thunder Lips fight because <laughs> I, I went from four to th- I think I saw Rocky one and like at like eight, eight or nine um, that that was a little boring. I only later discovered that that's like the best movie in the franchise. But then three like that was just a step down from uh, Rocky four and the Thunder Lips battle was insane like you know i was kind of rooting for hulk hogan kind of rooting for rocky but you know it was (laughs) the image of sylvester stallone like up on hogan's back just looking so tiny in that fight i it never fails to amuse me Uh, my favorite my favorite rocky film is is rocky 2 um i love I love Rocky's style in Rocky too. I love the tiger jacket, uh, the the car. You know, the, the whole thing in Rocky two is great. And then sort of the, he you know finally overcoming and becoming the champion. I, I, that moment where him and Creed both go down at the same time. I think that we have lots of different fight ending variations in in Rocky films, but I think Rocky two's uh, fight ending is is my favorite one. Uh, Nico, how about you go, bud? Are, are, so we're talking about our favorite moments or the moments that kind of like ingrain themselves in our heads. You know, I, I've got a lot of favorite moments, like moments that charge me up. And obviously the one that shows on every, you know, Jumbotron at any Philadelphia sports event when Adrian's telling Rocky, you know, win at, the, at her bedside. And then mm-hmm. like, he's like, whoa, what are we waiting for? Take this. like like that one's like obviously you know sends chills on my spine no matter how many times i see it but like there's like so many moments where i'm like really like (laughs) who thought this was a good idea like obviously you know let's go to rocky three when like when like rocky and apollo are sprinting down the beach and then there's like the slow motion like man hug they're like all greased up frolicking in the waves or like when we go to Apollo's gym for the first time and there's like <laughs> 300 boxers in like a garage and they're all like supposedly training, but it's like nobody can even move down. Like, like, who's even like thinking about this stuff? Like, let's let's get like as many as we can, like three or four hundred boxers in like one room. You know, like there's like these like little moments that are peppered in where like, you know, reality's just suspended. But um. I'll tell you what, the, the most inspiring moment, of course, is the first moment, you know, when he finally makes it up the steps and he's jumping up and down and you look down, you know, and, and you see Billy Penn and it's like six in the morning. Come on. That's like the most iconic Rocky moment there is when sure. you get to the top of the art museum steps. So I'd say that's my favorite moment. I, I, I just want to hop in and say there's a, there was a couple of moments that growing up, my father, as we would watch the movies, he would say, now, Rocky can do this, but you definitely shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was when he would he made the raw eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five of them, by the way. Yeah, Five. yeah. <sighs> he made the raw eggs, and uh, my father's like, Rocky's allowed to drink raw eggs. You cannot, because I guess he just saw in my face like this desire to go and just just <laughs> mix up a, a, a concoction of, of pure protein. Um, 
you know is that okay is that okay to drink raw eggs it, it can't be like that's got to be like the salmonella that's like a salmonella feast like it, it also cannot be appetizing i have no idea why anybody would do that um By the way, eggs are pasteurized like, if you're ever having a really tough time like trying to fall asleep just put on that scene and watch him wake up and then like crack those <laughs> eggs and listen to the mute listen to the radio that he like turns on i think he's got ky I immediately, w on I immediately get tired as soon as i see that <laughs> that's true like, I'm glad I don't have to get up that early. Yeah, I'm ready to go to bed now. Yeah, I don't see why anybody's up before 6 a.m. unless you're training for a heavyweight fight. That's just a, yeah. that's just my own rule. Um, but I think my favorite actual moment is in um, – it's a really small moment, but it's something that, like, has always stuck with me my whole life. In Rocky IV, there's a, a press conference. And uh, and they're, they're, he's fighting with the he's fighting with the Russians, and all of a sudden, Polly gets up, and 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 one of the Russians, I think, says, or I think it's actually uh, Bridget Nielsen. She's like, "Who's this?" And he's like, uh, "I'm the unsilent minor majority or minority," and I crack. I didn't even know what those words meant when I first saw that, but I used to say that when I would fight with my parents. They would, you know, I would just scream, "I'm the unsilent minority," and they you would know, be like, "Polly had another really good." Uh, he had another really good press conference moment when, like, Apollo Creed turns over. I think it's Rocky. Uh, is it Rocky 2? Two? 2. Yeah. When he looks over, he's like, no, who's this? Al Capone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because and, and I think there's a good segue into favorite characters because Paulie has always absolutely 110% been my favorite character. Uh, I love – and, and it, ever so since he's not been in been in the movies i feel like everything loses something uh i feel like he was the the heart and soul of of the first four movies and uh you know even i feel like paulie really is the rest of us like he is the the he is the quintessential philly fan and uh you know that's when i talk about like we'll always talk about the uh the the rocky three analogy he's he's the one that's really all of us with especially like now with the eagles where you know he's gets all boozed up and and liquored up when the, with the championship and and he, he you know he's the one that he gets all hung over you know that that's us man we had the super bowl hangover but you know, I think maybe Paulie in that movie finds the eye of the tiger first. And I don't understand why every movie since then doesn't have a big eye of the tiger moment. I was waiting, you know, maybe it's a little early to bring this up, but I was waiting in the movie. We watched Creed 2 last night. I was waiting that whole time in the movie. Just somebody drop eye of the tiger. Just, you know, either a couple notes or just somebody look, you know, why can't Sylvester Stallone just slip that in? That's the one place where you could, somebody should be saying eye of the tiger every single movie. It drives me crazy that it, that it was just in three. Kind of like how Robert Loggia says, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, like, you know, I know Robert Loggia isn't in the Rocky series. That's over the top. And that's just a yeah, yeah. classic. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> Dave, Dave, who's, who's Robert your Robert Loggia leave your did that make you speechless it's such a deep cut yeah it, it caught me off guard sweaty and in a military uniform yeah fa well fate my favorite well so just going back to burgess meredith for a second my favorite line that he delivers is <laughs> what's with all the domestic stuff <laughs> what was was that as in two right women weakened legs <laughs> yeah what's with all the domestic stuff <laughs> not as good but no it's pretty good thanks pretty good. thanks but it's i like mean when, it's like when burgess meredith was going through puberty <laughs> oh, thanks nico thanks um favorite i mean my favorite opponent is is drago uh like without it like without a doubt and after you watch 
you know, Creed 2, and we'll talk about it later, it's like it opens the door for like, what the hell is with Drago's like, like, was he born in a laboratory? (laughs) What happens to him after the fight? Um, There's a whole lot of these, you know, rocky opponents uh, left to explore that, that, that we haven't even delved into yet. Yeah, the history of Spider Rico, for example. Why? why yeah, we need to know more about Spider Rico. That yeah, yeah. could be a Netflix series at some point. <laughs> the Ballad of Spider Rico. <laughs> I was well, thinking about in college going to a Halloween party of Spider Rico and calling myself Spider Nico. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. Actually, Both curly hair. That's not bad. Uh, Gene, you want to, do we want to move into like post? Rocky five talk. Yeah, we can. I figure, I, I mean, can we, can, talk about Rocky can we all five. just agree that Tommy, the machine gun was her Tommy? you know, he was, that was a, that was a mistake. You know, it's the only Rocky movie where Rocky, uh, you know, up until that point had not, doesn't even get into a ring. Um, yeah. My no, ring's outside yeah. for this movie and this movie only. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? And once Talia Shire like steps out of the films, that's when, you know, like the series is like really done. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to play Adrian anymore. Just kill me off, please. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. It's and funny. Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn has made a lot of mistakes in his life, and you could just add Rocky Five to that to that long list, eh? Yeah. It's it's funny because yeah. Dave and I had this conversation last night. Where it, I mean, it, it was so final what they did with Talia Shire because that you have really had two choices: either she comes back or you kill her. Because there, yeah. in no world, can can an Adrian have left Rocky? Like, that's just not gonna fly that's like, the rocky balboa the one where he like owned like an italian restaurant yeah um, right yeah because can you imagine rocky the divorcee like i can't see that rocky trying to yeah. hit on younger women i just can't see it doesn't that kind of happen in rocky balboa though hey, those those chianti no. bottles aren't really? necessarily in a straight line like i don't believe rocky is a restaurant manager you know? <laughs> hey by the way uh you want to pick up a thursday double like, no i don't believe it. <laughs> Oh, I just don't get it. It's like, I don't know, put him out the pasture. And then, like, before that, Tommy Gunn, you know, I think about that movie. All I think about his son and, like, with that little crucifix earring and the wrong ear. Oh, yeah. yeah. All mad at him and everything for dressing as Santa Claus. It's like, you know what? I I don't know. Like, I just detached. Well, that Rocky. Yeah, that Rocky Balboa movie. Who's the actual boxer that he fought in that? The name's Tavares. In line Dixon. Yeah, Mason the Line Dixon. That's that, exactly well, that was his name in the movie, right? His <laughs> character's name. <laughs> that was the character's name, and that has to be the absolute who, worst Who actually played name. the boxer, though? He was like a pro boxer at the time. Oh, he was a boxer. I thought he was an NFLer. I thought he was like... Oh, really? Like Tiki uh, Barber or somebody. Oh, Antonio Tarver. Tarver, Tarver that's, that's what it is. Antonio Tarver played him. Um, that movie looked... That was the most ridiculous boxing scene I, I i can remember in in all of the rocky movies like stallone looked really old in that well, film that, that one was like the biggest stretch for me to uh, in all the ridiculousness that happens in all of the boxing rings and all of the rocky movies that one I found the most difficult to consume. Well, I'm so, I'm I'm so glad because I think that probably somebody rewatched that before they finished the pitch for Creed uh, Two because the original and I I've heard that the original idea was that um that uh, young Creed was going to fight um that Dolph. he was going to fight Dolph Lundgren 
That was going to be they were going to square off. I think he should fight Brigitte Nelson. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Who did you know, Nico, that she's in Creed 2? Yeah, and she like just had a baby a few months ago for crying out loud. You, and she actually doesn't look as bad as she did when she was on those horrible VH1 shows with Flava Flav. Uh, well, I was just going to say, talk about a colorful, colorful resume. She was in Rocky <laughs> Four. She married Flava Flav. And then you have a baby at like, what? She's like 65 years old. She got retired and then had a baby. That's bananas. And then she's in Creed 2. What a great! That's, that's your whole resume right there. As a career, as, as let's a not forget Red Sonia. Let's not forget Red Sonia. Is this Brigitte Nelson Swanson? Let's ask ourselves that question. <laughs> Does she have a line in the movie, Gene? Uh, no, I, I I don't think she speaks. <laughs> Probably they just for put the some, best. They, they put some LA looks gel in her hair and get her looking good. <laughs> Yeah, man, you could actually see the actual lines that the teeth of the comb went through her hair. I hope we become friends afterwards. <laughs> Maybe afterwards we could be friends. Me, you, and Dion Borwick. <laughs> By the way, that was a German accent, not yeah. Russian, not... I also like how Felicia me. Rashad just, like, picks up as uh, Apollo. I don't know. And it's, it's a pretty good fit. Oh, Felicia Rashad as Dionne Warwick as Apollo. <laughs> Let's get into to Creed because for me... Chuck, are you sure? <laughs> yes. Um, so for my thing, with uh, Rocky Balboa, Creed sort of like invalidated the need to see that movie. Like Rocky Balboa was supposed to be like closure, moving on from the character, and then Creed comes along. It actually is a really good film, and not just like some arbitrary closure. Yeah, I think I think Creed is great. It's probably when you look at it cinematically, it's probably the second or third best Rocky movie. Gene, thoughts on thoughts on Creed? Well, I agree. It's probably uh, – I don't know what you would put it ahead of it as two. Um, I think it's definitely a better movie than, uh, you know, as far as actual films go, than, than two, three. Why or probably you put Rocky two ahead of it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Rocky two. I think we all give it a little bit more dap than it probably has earned um, just because, you know, we love seeing Rocky win. But, it, you know, it's got, it's, got some, it's got some problems. Although it's got one of my other favorite scenes in it, the, the scene when he's, he's doing that, that cold reading in the, for uh, what is, it, what is his, uh, his cologne that he's, he's doing? It makes you smell mainly. Uh, uh, when he's when he's dressed up like a caveman, uh, so there there's some there's some really solid stuff in two. But I think if you were talking just in a vacuum, best movies, you got to go Rocky one. I mean, hell, that was nominated for best picture or one best picture. And then you got to go. I think then you go Creed. And it, it 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 the main thing is you get a really good director for Creed. You get um you got Ryan Coogler, and it it you can see how much difference a guy who has a vision has an idea of what to do with a camera. How to how to how to shoot it, and he got a really good performance out of Sylvester Stallone. Probably his best performance as an actor since Rocky won. Nico, do you appreciate Creed as much as you appreciate the first uh, first four Rocky movies? You know what? To be honest with you, I I saw Creed. Yeah, I didn't see Creed two with you guys. No, yeah, sure. I I appreciate it just because of the history of the franchise. Okay. Do you think do you think Michael B Jordan has the capacity to take this 
Yeah, I actually do. To carry it. I, I actually do because I think a lot of that guy is a professional. I think a lot of him is an artist. Um, I, I, I think they couldn't have picked a better person to kind of carry on this legacy, if you will. Um, does it hit me the same way emotionally, like as Rocky 1 through Rocky 4? Uh, you know, does I, I, no, but it, it, it's just because it's a different brand. Um, yeah, you think that has to do with you being like a white dude from Reading? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, yeah, maybe but that's it, it. Does it does it have as far of a reach as Rocky does? Probably not. But um, but as a Rocky fan, I appreciate it. And yeah. go ahead, make fifteen more of them, and then we'll figure <laughs> something else out from there. Right. So. Chuck, you got any? You got any Creed? Uh, Creed no, juice. I- I love Creed. Uh, I'm I'm with you guys. I think it's the second best film in the franchise. Um, I think Michael B. Jordan's a fantastic actor, so I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it might not be my second favorite movie in the franchise, but it's definitely the second best movie in the franchise. And the only reason I don't think it tops the original Rocky is it owes so much to Rocky. You know, it's you know it's jumping off from that first film. I mean, if I had to go my, if I had to rank the Rocky films of the ones I've seen, I'd say Rocky, Creed, Rocky two, Rocky four, three, Balboa, then five. Yeah, if I've won, if I've won criticism of Creed, I don't. I wish we spent more time with what's the opponent's name, Conlon. Yeah, pretty and, Ricky and, Conlon or something. Yeah, like that. and get more, get more of him. But yeah, fantastic movie. Um, Gene, you want to do? Should we give the sound the alarm and start talking about Creed two now? Just one last thing. The thing I think is unique about Rocky in the history of cinema is this is a character that, unlike any other character, maybe ever, uh, maybe the only other person you can compare it to, maybe Jason Voorhees, uh, the the only other character that you have had, we have had this relationship with, where we have literally followed him through his entire career. Uh, you know, so I think it's really Rocky, Jason Voorhees, and maybe Freddy Krueger that we really have this kind of relationship of knowing how they, they got their start and what they do, got to see them at their peak, and then really got to see them in their waning years. So, uh, you know, kudos to Sylvester Stallone for, for creating a character that's got such a, such a legacy to him. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Are there really any other characters besides Rocky and Freddy Krueger and, and and Jason Voorhees that can go that long that have been in like that many movies in a series. <laughs> well, I mean, and Jason Voorhees right. had to be resurrected from the dead. You know, <laughs> no, you know what though? Rocky, Jason Voorhees, and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a trio that is! I right, put them all in one movie, and I will be there opening day. Could you imagine sure. Mickey versus? Jason. Like you said, like 30 seconds. Get the oil. Rocky watches. Rocky. I don't know. He videotapes. All right. Guys, well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're gonna sound the alarm here and start talking about Creed 2. But Nico, thanks for joining us. And what thank a pleasure. You. What a pleasure. Thank you, Mickey, for uh for gracing us. And we'll have to have you back sometime. I, I would I would I would love that. Just warn me. I will I will warn you. You will not be on the show without your knowledge. All right, guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. I'll be listening. All right. Have a good one. Take care. Talk to you soon. Okay, so Creed 2, 
<laughs> so for those of you that want to go into the film spoiler spoiler free, stop it here, go see the movie, and then come back and 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 hear our take. Yeah. So just to set the stage, <clears throat> uh, Adonis is uh, takes hold of the 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 heavyweight championship. I was a little uh, disappointed very early in the film. I expected to see the iconic Rocky belt. Um, oh, yeah, the frilly one. Yeah, the the kind of thin, frilly. I mean, to me, that was what the heavyweight champion, all the all other belts in comparison seem seem fake. Um, well, this is where we have my first my first inconsistency that I noticed, because in Rocky in Creed one, uh, Adonis says that he weighs 180. And then the coach of Leo says, get down to 175 and you got you got yourself a fight. So to be a heavyweight, you would have to be what is heavyweight? 220? Yeah, I think so. Um are we saying he gained a solid forty pounds of muscle? That he goes in like that he goes up a division? Is that what we're saying? Well, he would go up several divisions because yeah. I mean he would have to go through like what is it, like cruiserweight? Because he was like a middleweight at 175, right? Right. I'm not like a huge boxing guy, but um, I know that there's several weight classes between 175 and 220. Well, and you know what? The thing was, did you did they really need to imply? I, I guess they wanted because for the plot that they wanted him to be going after the belt that Apollo held and that that's the, the belt that the Russians want. And the um, guy you're fighting in the end is like, is a, a monster. Yeah. He's a tank. But I mean, in, in the, in the realm of Rocky, maybe you throw out weight classes because I certainly think that, uh, Rocky versus Drago, there was certainly a bit of a weight discrepancy in that fight. But that was, uh, if I remember correctly, Rocky versus Drago is an exhibition on Christmas. It's not even for the title. Right. That's true. Well, Rocky had to abandon the title. Oh, it that's was not right. Sanctioned. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. It was it was essentially a street fight in Moscow. Oh, did he have to vacate the title to to take that fight? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he because he is not the champion in Rocky Five. He's just re, like a reti- like the re, a retired fighter. Rocky never a, a loses the title. Salesman. Rocky never loses the title in 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 the ring. Uh, oh, he never not, loses it. Oh, natural. Yeah. Oh, no, well, no, I mean, he, that's not he true. Loses it to Clubber Lang. He loses it to Clubber Lang. That's true. Right, right, right. For five minutes and then gets it back. Yeah. <laughs> After a couple montages. <laughs> um, yeah. So where do we want to go with Creed two? What, what's uh, what do we want to talk about here? Do we want to? Oh, so he, he's going to fight. He's going to fight Drago's son. So maybe we could talk about how how the movie is structured and, and some of the things that make it uh, like a Rocky movie and maybe some of the things that make it different from uh, the other Rocky movies that are in the franchise. Because I think there are some some things that make it slide right in with the rest of the of the gang. And there are some other things that I think are distinctly different about this movie than than maybe any of the other Rocky movies. OK, so I, I'll, I'll I'll go with first the thing that makes it the most uh, you know slide kind of in is it's really a story about mentors or specifically fathers and sons which i feel like in the the whole the whole franchise is really about that that relationship if you go back to to rocky one about the the hesitance that mickey has about helping rocky get ready for that fight against creed the the you know the arrogance of the the of the 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 prize fighter and the 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 
the manager or the the trainer trying to to be the cool headed one in the in the situation. I mean that is that is right in the sweet spot for Rocky fans. That goes back. It goes through all of the different all the different movies. And then I think maybe the thing that makes it different is this is the first fight in the final act where I, I found myself at moments actually rooting for the for the for the bad guy or you know there was a certain they they had set up that character of Victor Drago in such a way that I had I actually had a lot of sympathy for him and I didn't want to see him you know end up not being able to accomplish what he had set out to do they they had put so much weight on him you know he he was carrying the weight of an entire Victor kind of both but specifically Victor you know that Ivan had kind of basically said to him the reason why you're, you're you know and, and just to you know let people know when we when we meet Ivan and Victor literally the first moments of the film are or you, you meet the Dragos you know and they're living in basically a shack in Kiev and um you know Bridget Neal none of the tra- you know none of the Ivan is not the, the, the big the big champ that he once was and you know the big Russian hero there's no uh, robots or weight machines or anything he's basically living on a on a, on a, in a, in a dirt hovel like in a, in a little shack and you realize that he's lost everything he's he's lost everything he, he lost his wife he's lost his status he's lost his country he's no longer even in Russia he's in the Ukraine um, so you know, they kind of set up right there with with Victor that his father has kind of basically said the reason your mother left is because I'm a loser, and the only way that we're going to get our status back, the only way we're going to get our family back, the only way we're going to get our country back is you have got to become the heavyweight champion. And if you, it's just it's the only thing you're here on this earth to do is to redeem this family. So well, you really feel for them. So Rocky Four did a great job. I mean, a really great job because I have evidence of it, of dehumanizing uh, Drago. Like my kids, I mentioned my kids were watching it. They, they, my son David said, "That is that is not a person. Uh, that, that we're going to find out that he's a robot at the end." <laughs> so I mean, seriously, you really don't care what happens to this guy. Yeah, he's he's a he's you literally just a machine mentality but like as i mentioned earlier this film really made you go like wow what the hell actually happened to drago after that fight and like how did he get to where he was before the fight like there's guys a human being right i forgot about that um so that's there's an interesting story to tell there for sure yeah and we talked a little bit about this i feel like this really should kick open the door for the uh the the rocky uh cinematic universe you know, I think we could start to we should see, you know, that 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 Drago prequel or, you know, you know, what happened to Clubber Lang? You know, is what's Mr. T doing? You know, where is he in the, in, in this Rocky in this Rocky world? Um, right. I think that there's a lot of a lot of great stories to be told about some of the some of the side characters. And, and I think that this movie did a really good job, uh, better than anyone that I can remember. Almost all of the other Rocky opponents, you know, or, or the villains, they're almost always just assholes. They're just jerks, you know. Clubber Lang, hey, woman, hey, woman. You know, like, that is not somebody you don't want to see get his head kicked in. He kills Mickey, right. for God's sake. Um, but this was the first time that we, we, I'm going into that final fight, and I'm going, you know, God, you know. Is there a way they can, they can, they can have everybody have a happy ending here somehow? You know, you don't want to see, you don't want to see have to Victor have to go back to Russia in disgrace. 
And back to your father's and son's point, that really strikes to the heart of what Creed is all about because, you know, that sort of seminal moment in Creed 1 where um, he just says, like, I want to, I want to, you know, he's in his corner and he's like, I want to prove that I wasn't a mistake because, you know, he is a, a child born out of infidelity who never I, really had a father. Right. And he's been, he's always looking for that father figure and, and, him and Rocky meet each other in the perfect time in their lives. Rocky's estranged from his actual son, and his son wasn't going to ever be the guy that was going to have this relationship with Rocky anyway. His son's just a business guy, just kind of keeping it together, having a regular life. Rocky always wanted to have that the relationship with another with a with a with a son that that he had with Mickey and and Adonis gives him that opportunity to kind of have that relationship that he always wanted to have with with Mickey. Um, so I, I think that that's a really a, a really good a good thing about how how this movie kind of continues that um, that motif. Chuck is unk a weird thing to call someone. <laughs> I was just thinking of that because um, <laughs> what he gave me the options of unk or OG. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I just watched Creed like twice in the past week because I watched it um, for the second time like a week ago and then it came on uh like paramount or bet or something i'm like all right i'll watch it again um but it is it's not terribly weird calling like, your uncle's unk no i call my uncles by their first name uh, <laughs> like no no uncle no whatever but um no but i could see unk you shorten down names i i tend to shorten people's names so i do so i do call my godfather unk i do use that term okay. as a i've term never of heard that before yeah. i saw that movie I saw, oh, that's a weird that's a weird thing uh the other thing <laughs> the other thing that uh this movie kind of uh the the brings about is the relationship of like you know again there are so many it it Maybe one of my problems with the movie is that it, it tries to steal all of the the greatest hits from the, the first four original Rocky films. It tries to take a little piece of the relationship in, in two with, with uh, Adonis possibly, you know, with Adonis becoming a dad. It takes a little bit from uh, Rocky three with this whole maybe he gets soft and meets up with an opponent that's way more powerful than he is, that's raw. Uh, it takes, obviously, a lot from Rocky IV because they go to Russia. So I feel like it tries to take all of the best, all the little pieces from the other parts of the franchise and kind of smash it into a, a greatest hits of your favorite Rocky stuff all in one movie. Um, You're talking about Creed Two, right? Yeah, Creed Two. Yeah. Um, when, they, when he was going to train for the fight in Russia, I was... You, you know, I think I leaned over to you and I was like, oh, watch, they're going to go as some cabin in Siberia or something. And I thought that that would have been kind of fun to see. Um, but instead, it seems like they found some sort of prison camp, outdoor prison camp to do training. in that was like on the side of the road from, outside of some sort of like Mad Max situation. Yeah, it's a very strange camp. They're, to, they're essentially uh, just strange. gladiators that just just hang out in a, in, a, in a ring in a windswept landscape. It's 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 a. It, did you feel Did you feel that there was like a certain amount of Philly absent from this film? I did. I did. You know, there is a without purpose, right? right. Like there is a very Philly moment when Drago comes to visit Philadelphia, um, and you literally see him go to the to the Rocky Steps 
And um, it's kind of a cool moment to see Drago standing at the top of the, the the art museum steps and kind of looking out where Rocky, you know, you know, yeah, I, I have to admit, like, I never actually kind of, even in my weirdest, you know, wildest kind of thoughts about the franchise, I never kind of pictured, like, what would that moment be like to, to have Drago come to Philly? Um, yeah, so is... there is, there is a kind of a cool, you know, it, it also had kind of that, that tinge of that, you know, the, the, the Vikings kind of making fun of the statue when he's kind of like... <laughs> downwind of the statue looking at the fans kind of taking pictures next to the to the to the art museum statue you know you, you almost worry that he's going to like put one of those russian hats on top of the statue or something and yeah it doesn't happen but uh and then you know the other cool moment is when when they actually meet up in the restaurant and uh you know drago's in there and he's complaining because uh there are no pictures of of him in the in the restaurant rocky doesn't hasn't put up any pictures from that fight in the uh in the restaurant it's all just uh stuff from from the other from his other other fights which you know if i was yeah. rocky i think i would have at least that that shot of me draped in the flag yeah i think uh i think creed one was very much like the first rocky in a sense that it really it really felt like you were in philly for a lot of like the places they were at the restaurants they were eating at the 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 clubs that they were uh, going into and Bianca was performing and they felt like distinctly Philly and there was uh, some electric factory uh, stuff going on. Mm-hmm. They introduced um, the word John to a nation. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Um, this one just kind of felt like you were, I- I'm in nondescript apartment A. Well, they, they, they spent a lot of that time in LA and they spent a lot of time in New York. That first fight against Drago is, is, is actually takes place in the Barclays Center. I feel like that's a mistake. Yeah. And not just because we're, you know, Philadelphia-centric podcast. I just feel like that takes some of the soul out of the Rocky films when you move locations. Well, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to bring up is, unlike any other... I can't think of any other fictional character that is so much the soul of a place. Like, with whether you've seen a Rocky movie or not, if you live here, I feel like he is just such a part of he he embodies everything that we are he is that that's kind of like why his icon is revered is because this is what we consider to be heroic that it's become our personality we we see and even in our sports teams sometimes i think i love the 08 phils i i certainly love the the eagles from last year but are they ever going to take the place maybe of like that 93 Phillies team, you know, that, that, that team that was so disrespected that last place to first place that ended up getting us so much respect, you know, and, and that's Rocky one. That's literally the, that the idea is this guy, this bum off the street fights the heavyweight champion in the world. He doesn't beat him. He doesn't win the title, but he gains something maybe more expo- important than the title. He gains respect. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what we embody now. You know, that's one of the things maybe we're most frustrated with with our with with, with the Eagles right now is because you're supposed to st- you know you've earned the highest amount of praise. You know, be like but Rocky. I think, and I think the the Eagles from last year um, and Rocky share a similar trait in the sense that. I believe that the city in you know in the fictitious universe as well as the actual world, um, the the city can take credit for infusing power into those 
those teams or, or that or that person um, to help get them over to the, you know achieve something that they probably normally couldn't because I mean I have never be living in this area now I have never felt so much energy just like crackling in the air as it was during that Eagles run. Um, more so than the, the the 08 Phillies or the 93 Phillies. I mean, like I literally could feel it crackling in the air. The, the just just the frenetic energy of the city. Yeah, that they the Eagles run from last year. It was it was everywhere, and I think what you're sort of talking about, Dave, is like the players felt it as well. It wasn't just our appreciation of them and they were off, you know, just sort of doing their job and, hey, we won and the town likes it. That's cool. But no, they really fed off the city and the city fed off of them and pumped each other up. And you see that happening in Rocky. And, you know, maybe somebody from another town would go, eh, that would never really happen. They they would never, you know, this this no-name fighter who's getting this fluky shot a city wouldn't rally around this person. This person wouldn't, uh, you know, feed off the city. But we did it with a freaking horse. You know, remember Smarty Jones? Yeah. Like we, we people were having Smarty parties. Like I, I can't tell you how many people were gathered around the TV, you know, to watch him go for the triple crown. But you know, because I feel like Rocky taught us that. Like that has become what we, uh, what we want to be like that's the personality that we've decided to embody that we want to be the 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 community that rallies around uh itself and rallies around the the things that represent it which i think Uh, which is is a highly a highly flawed person right right and i think that that's what drives us crazy about the people in this community that 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 kind of poo poo that you know the I, I, you know, you always goes back to those goddamn Dallas Cowboys fans that <laughs> that inhabit this area, and you kind of say, "Why don't you want to, you know, be part of this?" You know, we have it bad enough. Like we we love to rally around the underdog. You know, we love to put on that underdog mask, and it drives us crazy that you would rather be a front runner. Like it just drives me nuts. But so, do you think that you can recommend uh, Creed Two before we get too far off on another tangent? I would probably um, wait for a digital release of Creed Two. It's just not as good as Creed One. That um, sounds like a mild not recommend. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's good. Like it's good. It's fine. It's a it's a fine installment to the series. It's just doesn't. It, it doesn't take it to the next level. It just kind of, I think it's a slight regression from the, from the first one overall. Um, but it's a, it's a fine film. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like it is for Rocky. Fan. If you are a Rocky fan, it's going to have lots of stuff for you. Um, if you are a person that has little to no interest in the lore of the world, if you don't have any interest in, um, you know, following the, the the relationship that these people have kind of built over, gosh, now forty years. You know that the franchise has been in existence. Um, you're probably going to be like, this is this is this is dumb. You know, there, there's a lot, a lot of things that you have to kind of suspend your disbelief on, um, especially if you're a boxing fan. This is not a this is not a franchise or really a movie for boxing fans. Um, so, but I would say. 
Michael B. Jordan is always compelling to watch. He's pretty good in the movie. Not as good as he was in the first one. Um, but he's, he, he's solid as Adonis Creed. Uh, I feel like Sylvester Stallone really is not, this is not his best Rocky. Um, he was so good in Creed. It, this felt like it was uh, a little bit of a mailed-in Rocky performance. I want to see a little bit more. You know, when Sly's really cooking, you know, he's, he can, he's, he's much better at being Rocky. This, this felt like Sly doing an impersonation of Rocky at points. Um, so and it was I, very little, very little yeah, Rocky. There's very little Rocky. This is really not. Hmm. This is really a, a, It's Michael B. Jordan's movie. Um, so if you like Rocky movies, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna dig a lot of that that's in it. Um, but it's not gonna be your favorite. It's. I don't think it's gonna replace anything in the, that's in your already in your top five. All right. Well, there, there it is. That's uh, that's our take on on Creed two. Any final thoughts, guys? Last. Uh, Last jabs in there after the bell. Uh, <laughs> have a great holiday. I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, you know one of the things that I would say that I'm grateful for this, grateful for this year is that uh, we've been able to do this podcast since August, and that's partly to do with all those people that are out there listening that keep us doing what we're doing, and we promise we're going to keep coming at you with more stuff, uh, you know, for another year. Yeah, sure, Chuck. What are you thankful for this uh, this thing? You're going to prepare because you know when you get down at the table. <laughs> Uh, someone who's going to get a dirty look from me is going to say, <laughs> let's all, let's all go around the table and say what we're thankful for <laughs> so around our podcast table. Sure. So um, what I'm thankful for in the world of Philadelphia sports, um, the Eagles would be the obvious thing, but I'll, I'll stick with my flyers and say, I'm thankful for Ivan Provorov and, uh, Shane Goss is bare. Uh, Provorov struggling uh, a bit this season, but I just love having our defensive future on the team and just knowing that's going to be shored up. So, you know, with ups and downs and um, more downs than ups recently, you know, I, I, it makes me happy to know that our defense is going to be shored up for uh, for the foreseeable future. I just got a uh, a notification that Markel Fultz's agent Raymond Brothers says that no trade request has been made uh, to the 76ers. So, uh, are you are you thankful for that, Dave? I don't care about that. I am thankful for uh, all of Joel Embiid's healthy bones and that they are durable and uh, intact, and that he is. Uh, He's the MVP of the league, and uh, we can't have anything uh, anything bad happen to, to Joel Embiid. So that's what I'm thankful for. And if you want to hear uh, further uh, Thanksgiving takes made by me, uh, check out the whip around because we did a, uh, a no thanks Thanksgiving uh, episode this week, and it's uh, it's pretty funny. And there's uh, there's lots of turkey impressions made by me. yeah 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 yeah. better Uh, (laughs) i won't do it here though because i want you to go check out the whip around Uh, that's a radio pro right there that's a radio pro right there folks thank you thank you um okay so uh that's it i can't even say have a great day at work today because it's thanksgiving but unless you're our um a member of the military or maybe you're an emergency responder or you work in a hospital or a casino uh thank you for your service uh today you're working on thanksgiving and i uh, appreciate you being out there doing what you do so uh happy thanksgiving and uh we will see you on our regular show date uh monday morning 
when you're waiting to work after the holiday <laughs> and you're done Black Friday shopping. So have a great Thanksgiving and we'll see you Monday. <laughs>